Book 3. Sailing to the Past Elric sat in a comfortable and well-padded chair and accepted the wine cup handed him by his host. While Schmilgen ate his fill of the hot food provided for them, Elric and Duke Ivan appraised one another. Duke Ivan was a man of about forty, with a square, handsome face. He was dressed in a gilded silver breastplate, over which was arranged a white cloak. His breeches, tucked into black, knee-length boots, were of cream-coloured doe-skin. On a small sea-table at his elbow rested his helmet, crested with scarlet feathers. "'I'm honoured, sir, to have you as my guest,' said Duke Ivan. "'I know you to be Elric of Malnibonay. I have been seeking you for several months, ever since news came to me that you had left your homeland and your power behind, and were wandering, as it were, incognito in the young kingdoms.' Well, you know much, sir. I, too, am a traveller by choice. I almost caught up to you in Picarade, but I gather there was some sort of trouble there. You left quickly, and then I lost your trail altogether. I was about to give up looking for your aid when, by the greatest of good fortune, I found you floating in the water. Duke of Arne laughed. Well, you have the advantage of me, said Elric, smiling. You raise many questions. He's Evan Astran of old Hrolmar, grunted Count Schmilgen from the other side of a huge ham bone. He's well known as an adventurer, explorer, trader. His reputation's the best. We can trust him, Elric. I recall the name now, Elric told the Duke. But why should you seek my aid? The smell of the food from the table had at last impinged, and Elric got up. Would you mind if I ate something while you explained, Duke of Arne? Eat your fill, Prince Elric. I am honoured to have you as a guest. Well, you saved my life, sir. I have never, never had it saved so courteously. Duke of Arne smiled. I have never before had the pleasure of, let us say, catching so courteous a fish. If I were a superstitious man, Prince Elric, I should guess that some other force threw us together in this way. Well, I prefer to think of it as a coincidence, said the albino, beginning to eat. Now, sir, tell me how I can aid you. Well, I shall not hold you to any bargain merely because I have been lucky enough to save your life, said Duke Ivan Astran. Please bear that in mind. I shall, sir. Duke Ivan stroked the feathers of his helmet. I have explored most of the world, as Count Schmjorgen rightly says, and I have been to your own Malnibane, and I have even ventured east to Elhwer and the Unknown Kingdoms. I have been to Mihren, where the winged folk live, I have travelled as far as the world's edge, and hope one day to go beyond. But I have never crossed the boiling sea, and I know only a small stretch of coast along the western continent. The continent that has no name. Have you been there, Elric, in your travels? The albino shook his head. I seek experience of other cultures, other civilizations. That is why I travel. There has been nothing so far to take me there. The continent is largely uninhabited, and then, where it is inhabited, only by savages, is it not? Or so we are told. You have other intelligence? You know that there is some evidence, said Duke Ivan in a deliberate tone, that your own ancestors came originally from that mainland. Evidence? Elric pretended a lack of interest. Few legends, that's all. One of those legends speaks of a city older than dreaming Imrir, a city that still exists in the deep jungles of the west. Elric recalled his conversation with Earl Saxif Dan, and he smiled to himself. 
You mean Relin Kerin Aye, a strange name. Duke of Anne Astran leaned forward, his eyes alight with delighted curiosity. You pronounce it more fluently than could I. You speak the secret tongue, the high tongue, the speech of kings. Of course. And you are forbidden to teach it to any but your own children, are you not? You appear conversant with the customs of Malnibane, Duke of Anne, Alric said, his lids falling so that they half covered his eyes. He had leaned back in his seat as he bit into a fresh bread with relish. Do you know what the words mean? I have been told that they simply mean where the high ones meet in the ancient speech of Malnibane, Duke of Han Astran told him. Elric inclined his head. That is so. Doubtless only a small town in reality where local chiefs gathered, perhaps once a year, to discuss the price of grain. Do you believe that, Prince Elric? Elric inspected, inspected a covered dish. He helped himself to veal in a rich, sweet sauce. No, he said. You believe, then, that there was an ancient civilization even before your own, from which your own culture sprang. You believe that Relin Karen Aar is still there, somewhere in the jungles of the West. Elric waited until he had swallowed. He shook his head. No, he said. I believe that it does not exist at all. You are curious about your ancestors. Why should I be? They were said to be different in character from those who founded Malnibane. Gentler. Duke Ivan Astran looked deep into Elric's face. Elric laughed. <laughs> You're an intelligent man, Duke Ivan of Old Holmar. You are a perceptive man. Indeed, you are a cunning man, sir. Duke Ivan grinned at the compliment. And you know much more of the legends than you are admitting them, if I am not mistaken. Possibly, Alric sighed as the food warmed him. We are known as a secretive people, we of Melnibane. Yet, said Duke of Anne, you seem untypical. Who else would desert an empire to travel in lands where his very race was hated? An emperor rules better, Duke of Astran, if he has close knowledge of the world in which he rules. Well, Malnobane rules the young kingdoms no longer. Her power is still great. But that, anyway, was not what I meant. I am of the opinion that the Young Kingdoms offer something which Melnibane has lost. Vitality? Perhaps? Humanity, grunted Count Schmilgen Baldhead. That is what your race has lost, Prince Elric. I say nothing of you, but look at Earl Sax of Darn. How can one be so wise, and yet such a simpleton? He lost everything. Pride, love, power, because he had no humanity. And what humanity he had? Well, it destroyed him. Some say it will destroy me, said Elric, but perhaps humanity is indeed what I seek to bring to Malnibane, Count Schmurgen. Ah, then you will destroy your kingdom, said Schmurgen bluntly. It is too late to save Malnibane. Perhaps I can help you find what you seek, Prince Elric, said Duke Avan Astran quietly. Perhaps there is time to save Malnibane, if you feel such a mighty nation is in danger. Well, from within, said Elric, but I speak too freely. For a Malnibanean, that's true. How did you come to hear of this city? Elric wished to know. No other man I have met in the young kingdoms has heard of Relin Kurin. Ah. It is marked on a map I have. Deliberately, Elric chewed his meat and swallowed it. Well, the map is doubtless a forgery. 
Perhaps. Do you recall anything else of the legend of Rillin Karina? Hmm. There is the story of the creature doomed to live. Auric pushed the food aside and poured wine for himself. The city is said to have received its name because the lords of the higher worlds once met there to decide the rules of the cosmic struggle. They were overheard by the one inhabitant of the city who had not flown when they came. When they discovered him, they doomed him to remain alive forever, carrying the frightful knowledge in his head. Well, I have heard the story too, but the one that interests me is, the in, is that the inhabitants of Rilin Karina never returned to their city. Instead, they struck northwards and crossed the sea. Some reached an island we now call Sorcerer's Isle, while others went further, blown by a great storm, and came at length to a larger island inhabited by dragons, whose venom caused all that touched to burn. To Malnibane, in fact. And you wish to test the truth of that story. Your interest is that of a scholar. Duke of Arne laughed. <laughs> Partly. But my main interest in Rilin Karina is more materialistic. For your ancestors left a great treasure behind them when they fled their city. Particularly they abandoned an image of Arioch, the Lord of Chaos. A monstrous image carved in jade, whose eyes were two huge identical gems of a kind unknown anywhere else in all of the lands of the earth. Jewels from another plane of existence. Jewels which could reveal all the secrets of the higher worlds, of the past and the future, of the myriad planes of the cosmos. All cultures have similar legends. Wishful thinking, Duke of Arne, that is all. Mm, but the Malnabonaeans had a culture unlike any others. The Malnabonaeans are not true men, as you well know. Their power was superior, their knowledge far greater. It was once thus, Auric said, but that great power and knowledge is not mine. I only have a fragment of it. I did not seek you in Bakshan, and later in Jadmar, because I believed you could verify what I have heard. I did not cross the sea to Filkar, and then to Argimiliar, and at last to Picaray, because I thought you would instantly confirm all that I have spoken of. I sought you, because I think you are the only man who would wish to accompany me on a voyage which could give us the truth or falsehood to these legends once and for all. Alric tilted his head and drained his wine cup. Cannot you do that for yourself? Why should you desire my company on the expedition? From what I have heard of you, Jokovan, you are not one who needs support in his venturings. Jokovan laughed. <laughs> I went alone to Elhuer when my men deserted me in the Weeping Waste. It was not in my nature to know physical fear. But I have survived my travels this long because I have shown proper foresight and caution before setting off. Now it seems I must face dangers I cannot anticipate. Sorcery, perhaps. It struck me, therefore, that I needed an ally who had some experience of fighting sorcery, and since I would have no truck with the ordinary kind of wizards, such as Pang Tang spawns, you were my only choice. You seek knowledge, Prince Alric, just as I do. Indeed, it could be said that if it had not been for your yearning for knowledge, your cousin could never have attempted to usurp the ruby throne of Melnibane. Enough of that, Alric said bitterly. Let's talk of this expedition. Where's the map? You will accompany me? Show me the map. Jukovan drew a scroll from his pouch. Here it is. And where did you find it? On Malnibane.
You have been there recently. Uric felt anger rise in him. Duke Ivan raised a hand. I went there in a group of traders, and I gave much for a particular casket which had been sealed, it seemed, for an eternity. Within that casket was this map. He spread out the scroll on the table. Elric recognised the style and the script, the old high speech of Melnibane. It was a map of part of the western continent, more than he had ever seen on any other map. It showed a great river winding into the interior for a hundred miles or more. The river appeared to flow through a jungle and then divide into two rivers which later rejoined. The island of land thus formed a black circle marked on it. Against this circle, in the involved writing of ancient Melnibane, was the name Horelen Keren Ah. Elric inspected the scroll carefully. Did not seem to be a forgery. Is this all you found? he asked. Well, the scroll was sealed, and this was embedded in the seal, Duke of Anne said, handing something to Elric. Elric held the object in his palm. It was a tiny ruby of a red, so deep as to seem black at first, but when he turned it into the light he saw an image at the centre of the ruby, and he recognised that image. He frowned, and then he said, I will agree to your proposal, Duke of Anne. Will you let me keep this? Do you know what it is? No, but I should like to find out. There is a memory somewhere in my head. Very well, take it. I will keep the map. When did you have in mind to set off? Duke of Arne's smile was sardonic. We are already sailing around the southern coast of the boiling sea. There are few who have returned from that ocean, Alric murmured tersely. He glanced across the table and saw that Schmjorgen was imploring with his eyes for Alric not to have any part of Duke Ivan's scheme. Alric smiled at his friend. The adventure is to my taste. Miserably, Schmjorgen shrugged. Ugh, seems it will be a little while longer before I return to the purple towns.